Welcome to the Hockey History Storyteller Podcast. This is the podcast where you can learn about past players, coaches, teams, leagues, and events. The game we know and love today was created from our past. I'm your host, hockey player and fan, Andy Courtright. Episode 17, The Trade. On August 9th, 1988, 35 years ago, it was a day I'll never forget. Wayne Gretzky, along with Marty McSorley and Mike Krushelneski, were traded from the Edmonton Oilers to the Los Angeles Kings for rookie sensation Jimmy Carson, LA's first-round draft pick in 1988, who was Martin Jelena, and three future first-round picks in 1989, 1991, and 1993. Oh, and by the way, $15 million was included in the deal. Los Angeles paid $15 million to the Edmonton Oilers as part of the compensation. I remember getting home from work that day and doing what I normally did on a typical work day back in the 80s. I got home from work, I turned on ESPN and just watched what was going on in the world of sports. There were no cell phones at that time and certainly no internet, so you couldn't get on-demand information like we do today. The only way to really get timely, and not too timely at that, sports information was watching ESPN or something like CNN Headline News, where you would get a regular flow of information. I remember watching ESPN when I got home from work and almost immediately they showed the press conference from Edmonton. And I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. First, Peter Pocklington, who was the owner of the Edmonton Oilers, announced and confirmed the trade of Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky stepped up to the microphones and quietly said how disappointed he was to leave Edmonton, that he would miss the fans, and he had respect for everyone in Edmonton. Then he became quite emotional, getting teary-eyed, struggling to get words out, and for almost two minutes, he struggled just to get words out. When he finally spoke, he said one of the most famous quotes from the day. He said, quote, I promised Mess I wouldn't do this, unquote, meaning that he promised Marc Messier, his teammate on Edmonton, that he wouldn't get emotional. But when he started to speak again, all he could do was speak a few words, and he said, there comes a time when, and then he had to leave the table. He just couldn't speak, and he you could see him in the background, and he was openly weeping in the background. Then Glenn Sather, who was the coach and general manager of the Edmonton Oilers at the time, got to the microphones and said, quote, I can't justify the reasons this happened, unquote. Which I think what he was trying to say was he didn't agree with the trade. But he quickly acknowledged that it was something good for Wayne Gretzky. It would be good for Edmonton. It would be good for the NHL. He acknowledged Wayne Gretzky's emotion and said that, uh, you know, Wayne's emotion is the reason that he won four cups. It was kind of funny where he acknowledged the Los Angeles Kings. He said, quote, we will find a way to kick the hell out of the Los Angeles Kings, unquote. So clearly, Glenn Sather, coach and GM of the Oilers, was not very happy with the trade. Ironically, Edmonton played L.A. in the 1989 playoffs and lost to the Kings. That was pretty much it of the Edmonton version of the press conference. And I, I remember just being shocked. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that the greatest player in the league was traded and traded to 
Los Angeles, which was an outpost in the NHL at that time. The furthest West team besides Los Angeles at that time were the Minnesota North Stars. So it was really kind of out there. As far as the United States go, it was out there and kind of alone. Sure, there was Vancouver, but that's Canada, traditional hockey market. Then I remember later that night, they held another press conference, and I think I watched that one live, and it was from L.A. So it was a different kind of feeling. It was joy. It was excitement. First off, Bruce McNall, who owned the Kings at that time and really made the deal happen, joked at the press conference that the reason they were all there was to unveil the new Kings jerseys and color scheme. They went from the traditional purple and gold of the Kings since day one to a more modern, at least modern at the time, silver and black kind of motif. Wayne Gretzky then awkwardly put on the jersey. He showed the crest on the front. He turned around and showed the big silver 99 and Gretzky on the back and kind of modeled the new jersey. And then he just as awkwardly took it off and then spoke to the crowd. In his comments to the press at the LA press conference, he admitted he had mixed emotions about the trade. He quickly mentioned that he thought it would be beneficial to the game of hockey. So that was a good amount of foresight that he saw that there could be good that could come from this, not only for himself, but for the NHL and hockey in general. He made a comment on how at the age of 27, he had already been sold twice in his hockey career. First, he was sold from Indianapolis to Edmonton in 1978 in the WHA. And he was sold again here for effectively $15 million from Edmonton to Los Angeles. Then he closed his comments by saying, you know, I hope to see you all at a lot of hockey games this year. So he knew that Los Angeles was not a full building. The forum at that time was very sparse in terms of crowds. And he wanted to make sure that people of L.A. were coming out and seeing the new hockey in L.A. After Wayne spoke, Dr. Jerry Buss got up to speak to the press. He was owner of the Lakers and the Kings, but he, I think, sold about 50% of the Kings to Bruce McNall and maybe retained 50% of the Kings at that time. I'm not really sure. But he was immediately asked if this trade was as big as when he got Magic Johnson for the Lakers. Then his response to that was, yeah, he wished he still had full ownership of the team. But he really looked forward and he predicted a lot of what came about from the trade. He said this is a great day for all of L.A. He knew that this was going to have an impact in Los Angeles. And he very clearly stated that Wayne Gretzky could do more for L.A. than any other team in the league. At that time, most of the teams in the National Hockey League were selling out their buildings or at least financially stable. And L.A. was not necessarily that way. So he saw that having Wayne Gretzky come to the Kings, that would be the place where he could have the most impact. Jerry Buss also predicted that Bringing Wayne to Los Angeles would bring hockey to the Western U.S. and help in getting a national TV contract. And that certainly has happened. During the question and answer period, Wayne Gretzky got up and answered a few more questions. And he clearly said he hoped from that moment on, he said, I hope San Francisco and Seattle could get franchises. He was looking ahead. He was looking at, hey, if L.A. can succeed, then the Bay Area can succeed. San Jose, in effect, and Seattle. It took a while for Seattle to get a team, but there are teams in both of those areas now. And 
in other areas as well. And he closed by saying having a strong team in Los Angeles will help expand the sport. The press conference in LA was completely different than the one at Edmonton. It was very upbeat and it showed the potential of what a superstar hockey player in LA could bring the city and the league. So 35 years later, I still remember that day as if it was yesterday. And looking back, what has happened or what has been the impact of this trade? Well, hockey definitely has taken hold in the West with teams in Phoenix, Las Vegas, Seattle, Anaheim, and San Jose. The NHL eventually negotiated national TV contracts with ABC and NBC at different times. Eventually, they lost both of those, but they got a national TV contract and that helped. While the Kings did not win a Stanley Cup, they put hockey on the map in Los Angeles. And the sport is very popular there now. They continually sell out. They've won two Stanley Cups, admittedly long after Wayne Gretzky was there. But had he not come to LA, Los Angeles hockey would be completely different today and the landscape of the NHL would be different. A lot of NHL players have been highly drafted meaning first, second round, third round from California, Arizona, and other warm weather states. You can look back at Wayne's introduction to LA and starting to play there as part of the reason for that. At the time of the trade, there were only 21 teams in the league. Today, there are 32 teams and potential to grow to 33 and 34. That's greater than a 50% growth in terms of number of teams in just 35 years. It is clearly in my mind, the biggest trade in sports history. Sure, Babe Ruth was traded, but at the time he was traded, he was mostly known as a pitcher. He wasn't the Babe Ruth home run hitting version. He was largely a pitcher. So at the time, was it a big deal? Doesn't seem like it was. Mostly big name players today move from team to team because of free agency. It's their choice. They choose where to go. The best players in the game generally don't get traded in today's world. Number 99, Wayne Gretzky was the holder of 41 records at the time of the trade. 41 records at age 27. He now has, I think, about 50 or 51 records overall. But that shows how great he was at the time of this trade. Thank you for listening to the Hockey History Storyteller podcast. Please rate Review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Also, please share with your hockey pals. Feel free to leave a comment or email ideas for future episodes to me at HockeyStoryTeller at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at HockeyStoryTell, Instagram HockeyStoryTeller, and Facebook also HockeyStoryTeller. Hockey History Storyteller theme music was composed and performed by Lauren Clapp. Lauren is available at lauren.clapp2004 at gmail.com. That's Clapp with two Ps followed by 2004. See show notes for details.